Today's episode is brought to you by GoDaddy. If you don't have a website, your business might as well not exist. If you want to give it a try, head to trygodaddy.com slash profit. Now, let's get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, Profiteers. Eric Rosenberg here with Personal Profitability Podcast, episode number 87. I am super excited about today's interview because she is someone very different from our typical guest. She is an international supermodel. That's right. She has been in Sports Illustrated. She has been in uh, Victoria's Secret and their catalogs. And she's a, she was a big deal on the cover of some of these magazines. But one thing she figured out along the way is that you know, the people who are, are in this modeling industry, in the fashion industry, most of them are freelancers. And she figured out so many of them were having a tough time getting paid. They didn't have accounting software. They didn't have all of the parts of their business in place to make sure they got paid and got paid as close to on time as possible. And we'll hear in the interview, uh, it is not on time regularly in that industry, in that world. So she built a new app. She's the CEO of a startup. So she went from the modeling world to the fintech world, and she tries to help other people in the modeling industry or any creatives get paid in a better way. So I will dive into the interview in just one minute right after this. I'm super excited about this interview. I'm sure you'll love it. So we will jump in in just a moment. I registered my first domain ever on March 29th, 2007. More than 10 years ago, I signed up for my GoDaddy account. And in the years since, I have registered dozens of domains with GoDaddy. If you are an individual who wants to succeed in your own personal life, or a business who wants to grow, you need a website. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And to get a good website, you need a good domain and even hosting. If you want to get your website going with very few technical skills, head to trygodaddy.com profit to give it a try. That's trygodaddy.com profit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have Jess Perez on the line. Are you ready to get profitable? Always. I love that. So I know you have an exciting background. Some people may have seen your work in the past. Tell us about your background and how you got on this journey towards building an app for freelancers. Sure. I was, am a freelancer, have been one for more than a decade now. And my career started as a fashion model, traveling the world, working with different agencies all over at the height of my career, I was working with clients like Victoria's Secret and Sports Illustrated. So I did get to a point in my career where I, I guess you could say I was in a good place. And, you know, one of the things that I started to worry about the more money that I made was A, where was my money? <laughs> and B, who was going to pay me when? And then C, you know, how, how was I going to manage my cash flow? And, you know, what, what kinds of things could I do with the money that I did have coming in or who did I need to chase after, et cetera. And one of the issues pervasive in the fashion industry is that it takes a long time for us to get paid. And by a long time, you know, it depends who you are in the fashion industry. Everything 
that happens to models seems to be a bit more heightened in the negative direction. I think because most models when they start out are quite young and we're mostly female and we're sort of at, um, because of, I think of those two, oh, and a lot of us are foreign as well. And so I think all of those factors combined make legalities around our career a little bit more tricky or just more open to, we're just more vulnerable to people taking advantage of us. And so for models, usually we can wait anywhere between three to nine months, sometimes even longer to get paid for a job. I always tell this story, which is true, which I won't name the company, but one of the retail magazines took two and a half years to pay in day shoot. Two and a half years. Um, back and forth and me telling my agency this is ridiculous like they are the biggest magazine retailer in this country how is it they can owe me this money and needless to say having this kind of broken system when it comes to payments in our industry made it so that you know as you can imagine you start you know you're working one job you're receiving a paycheck for another one that you did nine months prior sometimes a year prior and just in track of who owes you money, where your money is, is really becomes a, a, just a huge logistical issue. You know, I went to my accountant once I started to do enough jobs where it was becoming difficult to keep track of, of where that money was. Was it in my bank account? Was it still in someone else's account? Uh, it was my agency holding on to it. You know, where, where was it? So I went to my accountant and I said to him, look, you know, I'm having issues keeping track of my receivables. I need some kind of a system to make sure that all of these jobs that I'm working really hard for all over the world, that, I'm, that the payments are actually coming through and that I'm staying on top of it. Because I think the one thing that people don't realize is that a lot of clients actually bank on the fact that freelancers are not great at keeping track of collecting their payments. And so obviously, you know, if you don't ask for your money, that just buys the clients more time to not send that paycheck to you. And this is not just in the fashion industry. This happens in most creative industries and in many other freelancing industries outside of just fashion. And so I knew that the only way I was going to guarantee that uh, these paychecks were coming through was if I stayed on top of them and if I was just a pain in the butt about collecting on it. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, at one point you have, you know, for me, modeling wasn't about becoming famous or wanting to be on the cover of Vogue right? or a lot of other goals that models have when they start out. My goal was just making money. That was really, actually there was a second goal, which was to travel, but you know, traveling the world and making money were really the only aspirations that I had for the career. And so, you know, obviously the business part of it was, was really important to me, which is not really something that a lot of other models emphasize importance on because we're kind of, brainwash the things that that's not really important so that people can not pay us and we can kind of forget about it. But for me, it was very important. I come from um, a family where my parents are small business owners. Business was always talked about in my house. So account receivables and collecting on them was, you know, words that, that was talked about during dinner. For me, once I started making money, it became a top priority for me to make sure that I was getting paid. And so my accountant ended up teaching me how to use QuickBooks, which I don't know if you have ever used it, but I would say it's it's not the most user-friendly tool um, when it comes to accounts. 
I'd say that's an understatement. <laughs> Every time they ask me, would you recommend QuickBooks to a colleague? I'm like, no, <laughs> but I use you all the time. Um, and so, you know, I, what, what I really liked about QuickBooks was the fact that it was one place where I could keep all of my client names, the payments that I was meant to receive, the amounts, and then I was able to see a very clear picture of what had come through and what I still needed to collect on. And that was really important because most freelancers, what happens to us mentally is that once we work a job, it falls into the, oh, this is the money I've made bucket. And it kind of just becomes all one lump sum. Whereas like, in all reality, what you really need to do is see like, what have I actually been paid on bucket and what, you know, I've, I still need to collect on bucket. And making that distinction with the more jobs that you work and the busier that your life gets, gets quite, like I mentioned, like logistically difficult. So QuickBooks allowed me to be able to see what was ahead and what had already created. Based on those numbers, I was able to finally make you know, really sound financial decisions for myself where I was like, oh, I still have $4,000 coming in. That means I can do XYZ thing now. Uh, or, oh, you know, I have like 15,000 on account receivables. I need to make some phone calls and write some serious emails. And it just made me be able to stay more organized, which honestly alleviated a lot of stress that I felt is really innate to a freelancing career. In the modeling world, is it common that everyone is essentially a freelancer making individual deals with each magazine or each each company that hires or are more models hired and employees getting a W-2? What's the most common out there? From in fashion industry, just not just models, also photographers, hair, makeup, fashion stylists, prop stylists, etc. The way that it works is that most of us are represented by agencies. So our agencies are in charge of finding us work, booking our work, collecting collecting on payment for us, but we are still considered freelancers under the eyes of the law, which is uh, of a controversial issue. And it's, it's very much like a discussed in, in, in the legal world. I also sometimes go visit one of the city councilmen here to talk about issues in, in for payments in the fashion industry and they're always working on new bills and legislation to try to change some of, of the inner workings of, of how everything goes down. But yeah, so they're in charge of booking jobs for us, collecting for us, but we're still considered freelancers. And so we pay our taxes as freelancers. Um, we're in charge of, of setting aside our own taxes. You know, anything that a normal freelancer would have to do financially for themselves, you know, any successful model has to do for herself or him, himself. And so, yeah, you know, I, I, after I learned how to use QuickBooks, I had this like big mental picture now of what was going on with my finances for the first time. I felt, you know, very, a lot of um, stress alleviation as a result. And I started telling all of my friends in the fashion industry about QuickBooks. I was like, like listen, everyone, you guys, you know, you guys have to like download this product like and you have to do your QuickBooks and be responsible and do your accounting and it just changes your life and you can see you know who owes you money this is really important blah blah and the response that I got in return for um recommending QuickBooks was not positive to say the least <laughs> most of my friends were like 
Justin, do you become an accountant? And I was oh, why? You know, and they're like, who could navigate some such a thing? Unless you have a degree from some institution, how could you even figure out how to start? I guess I came into freelancing with a little leg up with a finance degree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for me, you know, I have been an anomaly in the fashion industry. I had a college education before I started my career, which was already weird. And so I realized, oh, well, maybe most people don't have the patience or, I don't know, the education level or whatever it is, you know, to put themselves through learning how to use QuickBooks in the same way that I just sat down for hours and was like, I'm going to learn how to do this thing. And so I really started thinking through of, you know, what it is that I liked about QuickBooks, like what was the most important part of it to me. At this point, I had also grown a little bit annoyed with the fact that I, I hated how time consuming QuickBooks was for me. I was like, you know what? Sometimes I just want to know who owes me money. I don't want to log online and see all of these numbers all at once with all of my expenses as well. And like feel really overwhelmed about what my balances are and the fact that I haven't reconciled my accounts in two months and all this stuff. I just kind of want to keep on top of what's most important to me, which is making sure that I get paid. Because if I don't get that those paychecks coming through the door into my account, then really nothing else matters. I started to think about that and about, you know, what was my appeal to QuickBooks and what I was really using it for, what was the, what the value of it was. And I was like, honestly, I just want to be able to have a system where every single time I do a job, I have a place where I can put that job in. I can set, you know, reminders of when I'm expected to get paid and I can have these different buckets of my income, as I mentioned earlier, of, you know, who owes me money and what has already been collected on. And that's going to allow me to know based on what I've collected on what I should have saved for taxes, which is actually another feature that our app has now is that you can set a certain percent per job of what you should save for taxes so that you can also have this bucket of this is how much money you should have saved right now for your taxes. And so that's how the, the idea originated. I was like, you know, it just needs to be simple. It needs to be mobile. It needs to be on my phone. It, it needs to be accessible and it just needs to be easy. And, and, and so I, I started, you know, toying around with the idea of creating a company like this. Had a bit of, I wouldn't call it a nervous breakdown, but, you know, it, it was a lot of, you know, like sort of like inner turmoil to, to make the decision from, you know, stopping modeling full time and, and embarking upon something like this. I know I was going to have to raise money and build technology, both of which were extremely foreign to me, to say the least. I had also, you know, because I had been a freelancer now for almost 15 years, you know, I hadn't even worked in a, like a team setting. I had never managed people. Just name, name anything that has to do with, with the normal job. I had done none of it. And I, I hadn't, yeah, you know, I didn't even have a Gmail account when I started my tech company. <laughs> I had never used Google Drive. I didn't have Dropbox. I just, and so, you know, it was a huge, it was a huge learning curve, but pretty much like anything else I've done in my life, I learned that doing research, surrounding yourself by people have achieved things that you want to achieve and learning from them, getting mentors under my belt, all of those things. It definitely hasn't been easy. I would say it's undoubtedly the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. I think I would be hard pressed to ever have something that would be harder than building something like this. But, you know, so far, so far it's good. 
I say, look at this. You came from a background without a you know strong business education outside of what you got from your family, and you just picked up things that you learned along the way. You saw a problem in the marketplace, and you came up with an option, a solution for it. So I, I have to give you a big kudos for just diving in and and taking this tech business world by the horns and 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 running forward. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, one of the things that's quite interesting is that because of my company, I've talked to so many different people about finances in many different capacities, and not just freelancers, also people like lawyers, you know, because I I interact with lawyers, so you start talking to them about their finances and how they manage things, and doctors and whoever else, you know, asks you about what you do for a living, you, you get into these conversations. And, you know, what's really interesting is that what I... I have found is that the people that seem to have the best grasp on on managing finances and you know business because that's what business are you know if you don't have financial management in your business you will not succeed I don't care how good your product is and you know the people that seem to have like the better hold on on those types of things tend to be people who come from families where finances was openly discussed where their parents taught them, you know, very clear values on savings or, or the value of money or, or, or whatever it is, but where, where finances was a familial topic. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter the level of education that people have. If you're a lawyer whose family mismanaged funds, whose, you know, parents never placed any importance on financial management, the chances that you will grow up and you have a fancy job with a good salary and still be terrible at managing your finances, I think are quite high. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I really, you know, give, give most of any kind of success that I've had in the fashion world and in this to my parents, because I don't think that I would have even succeeded as a model, honestly, if I hadn't dealt with my finances in the way that I did, because I I was so pragmatic about the way that I spent my, my money that it allowed me to make, take my career in various different stages. Whereas a lot of models that I knew throughout my career had to stop modeling at times or, or take on other jobs or I don't know, go marry a Russian billionaire they didn't like or something <laughs> because they didn't have the money to move forward in the goals they wanted to achieve. And most of it, or a lot of it, financial mismanagement. You know, thank you so much for sharing this story. I totally agree with everything you said about you know how important family is and, and taking control of those finances, whether you're a freelancer or otherwise, you know, take the time to focus on your money. It is so important. So if people want to learn more about you and they want to learn more about your app and all you're doing, where should they go? You guys can go to tycoonapp.com to check out what the app does. There's also buttons to download the app from the website. And if you want to know more about me and, you know, myself personally, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Jess L. Perez. And yeah, those are the best places to find us. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Everyone, be sure to check out all those links that, as always, they will be in the show notes. Easy for you to find. So thank you so much, Jess, and have an awesome and profitable rest of your week. Uh, you too, Eric. Thanks so much. Well, there is a wrap on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry if there were so many 
issues in the, in the audio quality. We had some pops. I blame Skype on that one. It was it was some internet connection issue. But you know the qual the quality of what was said was a lot more important than the quality of the audio. I thought so. We we just uh, went ahead and ran with it because what a cool business, right? So you know you can start businesses too. She saw a problem in her career that all of her coworkers were having, and she created a business to fix that problem. And that is where some of the biggest and most successful companies have come from. It's finding a problem that people are willing to pay to have fixed for them, even if they don't realize it's a problem and that there's a possible solution. So she created that solution, and I hope she is on the way to many, many millions, and we will all hear about that app again soon and see Jess Perez not on the cover just of modeling magazines, but of Entrepreneur and Inc. and Wall Street Journal. Who knows? So we will see. Um, you know, as always, thanks for listening till the end. Thanks for leaving a review, you know, that five-star rating. High five if you do that. Boom. <laughs> thanks for uh, sharing it with a friend. That's the only publicity I have. Thanks for supporting the sponsors of this show. That's the only way the show makes money. I don't ask you to pay for anything. Um, I have asked for a Patreon once to see if people wanted to donate, but no one did. So support the sponsors. You don't have to donate. I'm not going to beg for money. I just want to see uh, see the show succeed and grow. And um, that happens when you when you share it. That's the most important thing and the best thing you can do. So anyway, thank you so much for listening till the end. And until next time. Stay profitable.